0: Want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Brought to you by SportsCraft for men. When you step off the field, step into SportsCraft. Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Careful. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form The Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensation Eleven. Super Rugby. More games, more finals, more derbies. It's Rugby Supercharged. The Rock. And coming up the blind side, Tony Squires.
1: Yes, hello
2: and welcome once again to The Ruck. An hour of rugby to share with you once again. Not nearly enough. 60 minutes, just not enough time to get through what is in front of us. Uh, It's been another terrific week, great weekend. Why wouldn't I, Matt Burke, Tim Horan, say good morning to both of you first? G'day. G'day, boys. How are you doing? Boys, very well. I'm just going to run through, if you've just got you lifted your head off the pillow, uh, and, and if you're in Sydney, you're thinking, what a miserable day. Put your head back down. Just listen to rugby for another hour before you get out of bed. Uh, the wife will love that. I think <laughs> uh, you know, keep her in there. It's terrific. And what I'll get you now, if you haven't uh, caught up with the scores, Rebels forty-two beat the Hurricanes twenty-five. This is running through your weekend. The Reds forty-one too good for the Cheaters eight. The Blues sixteen over the Chiefs thirteen. The Waratahs will get to this game in some detail. We'll speak to Ben Robinson as well. Waratahs twenty-nine came back from uh, the earth-shattering loss last week to beat the Brownbies twenty-two. The Stormers over the Force fifty-one to sixteen. Uh, Maddie, you tipped the Lions, hadn't you? I tipped the Lions. I thought they may have snuck home, but the Bulls, Mornay Stane. 30 to 23, the Bulls over the Lions. And of course, we'll look ahead to uh, tomorrow morning. Crusaders and the Sharks will be playing in Twickenham. All that is ahead, boys. I've just got a question without notice for you. Where did you sit on the bus? The team bus. I'm trying to work out in my mind just to get to know you two a little bit better. So here you are, either in your club rugby or your representative rugby. Uh, You're getting on the bus to go to the the ground. Uh, Tim
3: Horan, where are you sitting? Well, you, usually uh, depends on how many test matches you play, or how, you know what seniority. But it's always the forwards are way down the back, so the front rowers they all sit down the back. So you never go that far down. But oh, I was usually about halfway down on the right hand side. But you never sat in the first first seat on the right hand side on the front of the bus. That was always David Campese's seat, so <laughs> you couldn't touch that. <laughs> oh, I was one seat in front of Helmy actually. So I think it was you and you and Little, and then
4: uh, Scotty Bowen and I used to sit there for a while. but you are right? Uh, camp hours at the front. I don't know whether it was emergency exit or to get on camera more than anyone else. I don't know.
2: The two boys who I share these microphones with are uh, Wallaby and Rugby legends, and they've both been a little bit outspoken this week. Find out what about next. Found them on Facebook.
0: Follow them on Twitter
2: at the Show. Tim Horan, Matt Burke, uh, both have played at the top level, both not afraid because it's their job to actually speak their mind. Now, Maddie, last week you said on this show, and Timmy as well, we talked about the Waratahs getting booed at the SFS after uh, that loss to the Cheaters. Now, they've gone through, and we'll talk about uh, this week's game, they've come up against the Brumbies and, and got the points. But you not only spoke on radio, Matt, you managed to get into the print media as well with under the headline, to the booing fans. Have you played rugby have you played at Super Rugby level. The answer for many of them was obviously no. <laughs> uh, you've had a crack at the booing, and they then have had a crack back at you. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's. I, I
4: still reiterate that the the booing wasn't deemed on the night. Yes, they played poorly, and the Waratahs know that. But you know, I think that uh, if you if you're supporting a team, you just don't do that. And and that's what got me, I suppose, a little bit riled up, a little bit upset for the um for the the blokes after the game. Albeit, you can have your opinion. Absolutely, yep. uh, I think what fired up people as well is, 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 I mentioned that you know if you haven't played out yes. there, you, you don't quite know what it's like. It's very easy from the from the grandstands. I understand that, and I, and I say it now. You know, why don't you go left? Go left. When you're out in the field, it's very difficult to see those holes and those gaps. But then I suppose people have their opinions. Yep. But what I'm saying is that uh, if if it's difficult to know what they're going through mm-hmm. when I they're think- under so much pressure.
3: Yeah, I think, Berkey, you're right. But, you know, people pay their $42.50 or whatever it is to go into the Sydney Football Stadium and, and they can cheer, they can, you know... And they can bag the team, they can also uh, b- boo the team but you know, when you look at it and you look at those young kids out there watching the game it's not a good advertisement for, for sportsmanship and yes, the Waratahs, they struggle in the game um, they obviously turned that around last night against the Brumbies but, but certainly uh, it wasn't a good look for rugby and wasn't a good look for the Waratahs fans because in Sydney and in New South Wales they, the Waratahs fans, they demand winning rugby.
2: Timmy, what I loved about it though, I don't know if you've managed to see if you go, on, go online and see the people who've responded to Matt and he was a bit nervous, weren't you Matty, about their, their responses <laughs> and thought over the top well, they've, they've, tailed me up. they've tailed you up yeah but in a very different and polite way now if this had been a rugby league column they would have been going mate we're going to come around and rip your ears off <laughs> this is saying all the responses say Matthew with the greatest respect I, I admire what you've said but I, and this, this occasion I disagree with you it's incredible they're so polite but they are having a go at you oh they're having they're having
4: a real crack at me Um yep. But, the, but hopefully uh, it, it's provided some kind of, a, I suppose, a talking point. I'll be out there on Friday night supporting the Waratahs, and I hope everyone gets out there as well. And obviously after the performance last night, yeah. when you see they have got the passion, they can win a game. Um, I'll be out there as, as my roller's water boy and give him my messages and the rest of it and hopefully everyone else will Mate, be there too. we're
2: Sydney, we're shallow, we win, yeah. we're there. <laughs> That's basically the story. Timmy, you also uh, had a little go today. I'm reading the paper today. Wallaby's great Tim Horan believes Robbie Dean should relieve Rocky Elsom of the test captaincy so the injured flanker can return to his rampaging best for
3: the World Cup yeah, well, I think that um you know Rocky's a fantastic player. Let's put that on the table. He's uh, probably one of the uh, the best players in the Wallaby Ford pack last in the last twelve to eighteen months. But I think that he um, he just struggles a bit with the leadership. and you know we we all know what a great great player Rocky Elsom is. but, uh, I just think that it weighs on his shoulders, that captaincy, and it, I just don't think it fits well with him. He hasn't played yet in Super Rugby. He's going to be with a hamstring injury, so he's going to be out for at least another five or six weeks, apparently. So uh, he won't come back until probably about the last four or five games of Super Rugby. So, um, you know, Robbie Deans will have a good think about it. Um, you know, I think that Robbie, he is the incumbent captain, so it'd be a big call to uh, to relieve him of the captaincy. But I think that the way that Will Genny has been playing, James Horwell, um, those guys have got great leadership skills, but... It'll be a big call. I just think it'll relieve Rocky and, and actually let him open up a bit more and play his open style of, of running rugby and not worrying about sort of captain the team. To me, I suppose
4: when you're saying he's not a leader, he, he is a leader around the park, but it's that ability to to snipe at the referee at the same time, it's the ability to, yep. to chat with him on the way yep. through. And when, in his position, when you've got your head in the ruck the whole time, mm. you just can't sort of have that little chat. Nines are good for it, tens are good for it. Um, you know, we've seen so many times. Some like
2: you know Greeks just sort of how good was chatting, he telling like, the referee which decision was the right decision? Oh, I
4: think he had the referee uh, <laughs> in his pocket every <laughs> yeah. time. He had the whistle, sort of <laughs> yeah. maybe had a second whistle. I don't know, but um, you know, and and just a, it was just a just a snipe, just a reminder of, of one what the rules are. That that was the yeah. that was the greatest one of his greatest exploits. But yeah. then also too, just a, the direction of the game, and when you're there and you can chat. I mean and these guys in that 78678 seven, position they are blowing as well remember they're doing all the hard work so that's I think when you're saying the leadership role where someone like Genia can maybe chat and and, uh, and direct on the way through
2: yeah there was a great captain called John Eels. He stuck his head in a few scrums as well. Well, he didn't push that hard. That's the problem. <laughs> thing. Yeah. He, he didn't make a tackle on stats, so you, know.
0: you want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Brought to you by SportsCraft for men. When you step off the field, step into SportsCraft. A show about rugby. Put together by rugby players. Why not? Tim Oran. Matt Burke. Tony Squires. The Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. On
2: The Ruck, your Sunday Rugby Show looking good, thanks to SportsCraft for men. For style, quality and comfort off the field, step into SportsCraft, which I think Timmy Horan did this week.
3: (laughs) I did, yes. Did did you walk Uh, in,
2: did you go and get some SportsCraft
3: gear, bud? But I did, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So I walked in there and got my uh, little uh, tweed jacket and. Uh, now yeah, for you, cha-
2: uh, I would. you got to do like? Don't you, don't you
3: like the little skivvy I've got at the moment? No, I like, look, I do. <laughs> I like the, the entire setup. Yeah, it's perfect. Is it, is it the caramel one? Oh, no, the camel. Camel. <laughs> the car, the camel, that's it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you are looking good. Who else was looking good? The Reds uh, yesterday. Now, they. Uh, I've said it before, in terms of watching a rugby team for pure entertainment and for pure joy, you're going to get some you know, light and shade with the Reds, aren't you? You're not going to just get a dull grey at any point, Timmy. Uh, the Reds 41 over the uh, Cheetahs, who, of course, had tailed up Waratahs a
3: week before. Oh, they were unbelievable. The Reds—they they uh, actually—they were disciplined in their first twenty minutes, which uh, because the, the Waratahs really did the Reds a favour by saying, "Listen, don't take these guys lightly." They disdushed last week, so the Reds came out and uh, they played a really solid game. The first twenty-five minutes, Quade Cooper was brilliant. Digby Yowani scored a try. Uh, Rod Davies scored two tries. Probably sh- should have scored a third or a fourth try. And they really started to open up a Saturday afternoon. It was about 28, 29 degrees in Brisbane. And, and I think Ewan McKenzie, the coach of the Queensland Reds, will be once again pleased that he got all his seven reserves on the field. They had plenty of time. Um, the Reds players got up early this morning. They were at the airport at 5 a.m. Um, heading to Johannesburg to play the Lions next weekend. So um, they've got 10 points out of the last two games here at home. So. It's a yeah, a pretty successful couple of weeks for the Reds so far. But Timmy, for mine was it was the pace of the
4: game, the, the 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 speed that the the ball got out to the backs, the speed that the the forwards recycled the ball. I, I think you could say was the key. And and you know the cheaters, they they just basically couldn't keep up. They were always out of out of position, trying to trying to get back from an offside position, so to speak. And 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 when you got blokes that have just got incredible individual skills, uh, it just goes to show. What this attacking force is for for the Reds?
3: Yeah, was it well? They they played a uh, expansive game. They ran the the cheetahs forwards around. The cheetahs are a massive forward pack. Um, a great story actually. Bo Robinson, um, who was w- well behind Phil War, uh, the breakaway behind Phil War at the Waratahs mm. for many many years, um, he rang you McKenzie, the coach, about uh, six months ago and said, Ewan I've been overseas playing. I'm, I'm back in Australia. Can I come and have a, a go with the Reds? Can I have a contract?" You McKenzie said, "No, there's no contracts left, Bo." He said, but uh, can I still come up and train? You? and said, well, you can come up and train. Train us for two or three months. We'll have a look at you. So he's been out at Ipswich, at a pub out at Ipswich, just outside of Brisbane, pouring beers in the public bar for the last couple of months and training with the Reds. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, he sat on the bench in the first game for the Reds and then the last four games he's played. So when you play five super rugby games, you actually get a super rugby contract. So he's gone from pouring 4X gold beers to uh, obviously getting a contract with the Reds. So That's great. Uh, and he played the house down. He was man of the match by far and... Um, mm. It's uh, it's a great story.
2: There's always some uh, terrific footage um, of uh, a Wallabies, uh, Wallabies game. Might have been a, a, a pass behind the own try line. David Campisi might have been involved with it. turned uh, got quite ugly. Yesterday, I saw Quade Cooper uh, kick a ball. He was about oof, three centimetres from the dead ball <laughs> line, 25 metres <laughs> across to Digbyoni in his own dead ball line. Is that the sort of thing that coaches uh, love, or do they go a little bit uh, tick tock in the heart attack area?
3: Well, I think it's it was interesting because to see him do it, you actually thought the game would stop. But he, he kicked the ball behind his own try line, across yep. to Digby Ioani. Yep. Digby Ioani stepped the cheetah's winger and then ran fifty metres. Yes. Had Ben Lucas on his inside shoulder. It would have been without a word of a lie, it Would have been the try of the decade because it was just unbelievable what happened. Ben Lucas dropped the ball on halfway, unfortunately. But yeah, the um, the way they're playing, the the Reds they're they're full of confidence. They're a great um, unit at the moment. There's no injuries. Going through so, and to get through actually the last couple of weeks to get through this competition, you have to have a, a good squad together, but a squad that's actually going to take you through without any injuries.
4: Mate, that's barbarian stuff, isn't it? Just the what you see, not so much when it's uh, the professional game, so to speak. Like you, you're having a bit of fun and do it. I'm sure they'll get Ben Lucas at training just catching a ball and say, mate, how could you have ruined <laughs> yeah. possibly the best try <laughs> in super That's
2: rugby? Right. Maddie, you're noted note for your goal kicking. There's a bit of trouble at the moment, Australian goal kickers, and you know, given the, 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 the love for the penalty among the referees, it's going to be important come World Cup time. Quaid Cooper yesterday in his bright red boots, looking, looking good. He's got a very interesting style of goal kick. Uh, they've all got these kind of weird set-ups these days, haven't they? Still, the percentages aren't great.
4: They're 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 lower than some of the other blokes, yeah. And, and you look at you look at someone like Dan Carter, for example. And it's yes, it's years of kicking as well, but it's it's modifying his uh, his technique, his run up, just to say this is the this is the most efficient way to get across the line, so to speak. And he stands up there, and he and he's well, he walks back, and is so casual, and then just puts the greatest what he can call thump on the ball, and then at the back of that, they go through every time. So that's what you need. Mind you, though, Quade Cooper down in Canberra a couple of weeks ago, he hit seven from seven to me, or at least eight, yeah, to to win the game for him. So, it, it's an integral part of the game. It, it's just a case of practicing. You know, you just got to keep getting out there and do
0: it. You want rugby? Listen to the Rock. Brought to you by SportsCraft for men. When you step off the field, step into SportsCraft. Horan passes the microphone to Burke. Burke flicks the mic onto Squires. Oh, Squires has dropped it again. Welcome back to The Rock, the Sunday Rugby Show.
2: Ah, yes, it's a classic, isn't it? Uh, this is a service to you now, ladies and gentlemen. Often you're watching uh, the rugby, and you know, of course you know where the Waratah's from and the Reds are from, but you're thinking, where the hell are last week? Where are the Cheetahs from? We told you. Well, this week uh, in that service, just give you a bit more information about where the, they're from, I thought the Sharks. The Sharks are playing in Twickenham uh, overnight, and people go, what the hell are the Sharks? Where do they come from? Well, this is where they come from they're from durban it's the biggest city in kwazulu natal province ladies and gentlemen the busiest port in south africa maddie you would know it's a popular tourist destination uh, durban because of its beaches although with the team called the sharks you'd often wonder about whether you would go onto those beaches <laughs> wouldn't you I, I don't know if you know tim you've been there many times maddie it's the home of the bunny chow there's a large indian population in durban The bunny chow is some curry which you put into a hollowed out half loaf of bread... Gee, it's good eating, excellent eating. <laughs> have you had a bunny chow, Timmy?
3: Oh yes, I have. Yeah, excellent breakfast because when you go when you stay in Durban, there's mm-hmm. the, the the majority of the population are, are Indians. So yeah. there's there's curry for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. So it's you have you have your papadums on your uh, wheat bix. So it's uh, it's, it's uh, a great place to go. It's probably the Gold Coast about twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that
4: is the perfect description. It, it is aptly called the Sharks, the team down there. I, I remember rooming with Chris Whitaker, who's uh, a keen surfer. His brother was on the pro tour, yeah. and he was going to teach me to surf over there, and we hear this, the siren go off. off going, What's that, mate? I guess. shark alarm. I said, man, I'll just tuck into bed for a little while,
2: mate. The Durban Sharks, ladies and gentlemen, your latest super rugby
0: franchise on The Rugby Show. You want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Brought to you by SportsCraft for Men. When you step off the field, step into SportsCraft. No, no, no. Two international players. He's got Tim Horan and Matt Berg. The- and then there's the ring-in, Tony Squires, The Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show.
2: Lenny Kravitz, are you going to go my way? The Ruck, your Sunday Rugby Show. Matty Burke doing a bit of dancing during that, <laughs> weren't you, fella? Yeah, to be honest, uh, be 1993,
4: honest. I think that song was done. It was. That's outstanding.
2: Is it a surprise to you it was 93? <laughs> yeah. Times fly, doesn't Times does fly. Yeah. Was it the entire album for you? Did you? Or was it one of the ones when you were playing? Did you put it on before you were, you know, started playing? You get you get the, the bus
4: trip on the way the way there. The boys have got the headphones on the rest of it, but he yeah. certainly got a start for the a bit of a pump up. Though I think the first two or three songs on that album, I can't remember what the album was, uh. were just outstanding. It just got you fired up.
3: Timmy, did you have any music that got you fired up? <laughs> no, there weren't iPods or iPhones back when I played, but um, <laughs> <Tape recording. laughs> we had those little, we had those little like, one of my first tours to Hong Kong, I was so excited, I picked up one of those, you know, the um, the disc players, the uh, the single disc player, so oh, yeah. um, myself and Willie Offingao, we loved it, yeah. You sure you didn't get that for free? <laughs> <No>?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Rebels 42 uh, over the Hurricanes 25. Now for the Rebels, obviously we've been talking about it week in, week out. It's gonna be one of those years. It will be a little bit up and down because it's a it's a new franchise. It's uh, talk we talk about depth and injury, and all those sorts of things are really going to affect a new franchise. One of the things that, that they do do is play very well at home. Uh, the park that Al Baxter built, Amy Stadium. If you ever get a chance to go and watch a game of footy there, do it, even you know whatever it is, it's great. But see, you certainly get to see the Rebels there because it's a terrific place to watch football and a a great place to play. One man who's been doing it uh, is the man who's gone from the Dragons uh, Premiership winning side to the Melbourne Re- Rebels. I'm talking about Jared Saffey joins us now. G'day, Jared. G'day, boys. Mate, that, uh, moving from uh, such an established, famous club to a club that is just has just been born, how's the transition been for you?
1: It's been really good, mate. Um, I've certainly enjoyed it. It's uh been a huge challenge you know and it's, it's part of the reason I did it I guess um, I think everyone everyone who came here wanted to take a risk and was prepared to, um, to try something new so I think we're all going
3: through the same thing Jared what have you learned, Tim here what, what have you learned coming from a guy like Wayne Bennett who obviously uh, had a lot of success um, in the Dragons um, last year to coming to a World Cup winning coach Rod McQueen What is what input has he had in, in your start to, to, to rugby union
1: um I guess Rod Rod's very good at driving standards. Um, you know, quite similar to Wayne. Uh, if I put anything down to it, you know, uh, discipline is, is probably a thing that Wayne builds his teams on and his players. Um, so no, I think uh, we've had that from Rod as well. And uh, we've certainly put in a lot of hard work. Um, there's no shortcuts, you know, and. and
4: Jared, numbers game out in the field. There, you got to make tackles. That's a part of your gig out there. Um, have you been consulting with Nathan Gray? I think he's doing the defence down there. Have you been sort of rubbing shoulders in terms of how to effect the best tackles and and do the best way, knowing that you came from from the rugby league. Um,
1: yeah, Gray's is really good. You know, he's, um, <clears throat> we do a lot of work with him. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of different ways to uh, you know um, we do things. I guess. Um, tackling over the ball um, or chopping blokes down um, I guess the two most common methods so I guess I've been focusing a little bit more at at trying to get my shoulder at the ball um, and also maybe sort of yeah trying to uh, rip the ball in the tackle I guess Um, so that's sort of something I've been working on and something I feel that um, can sort of be good in
3: rugby. And Jared, Jared let's talk about the game on Friday night against the Hurricanes um, at home uh, for the Rebels 17-0 you were down I think it was about the sort of 17th minute mark you were down 17-0 and then you fought back you obviously seem to play really well at home is there a, is there a reason for that do you struggle going away or is just the way that the atmosphere is at home there in, uh, in Melbourne yeah well you know it's, we
1: have such a huge external drive at home um, you know we get that it, it really is that that ground is it's, it's quite incredible how vocal the crowd is and, and how much they get behind us you know and you know we lift really easily at home um, so we haven't formed that internal atmosphere yet you know that's something we're still coming together and um, not knowing each other that well you know trying to build that you know that internal drive where you can block out everything around you because that's what we need when we're away because we don't have that obviously um with the crowd behind us so we've got to work out Trying to create that within the team, which is, seems to what, what
2: we're lacking at the moment. Jared, obviously coming from the Dragons, uh, the bright lights of Wollongong on, on a Saturday evening. Uh, lots, of, lots to do, lots to see, lots of places to go to. How is Melbourne treating you in that regard? Now, I know I, I, I did see you during the tennis uh, at the Botanical Hotel, having a quiet one. Have you found the right places for your latte? Do you know exactly where you should be going. Is the team kind of get, helping you out in that regard?
1: Um, Mate, yeah, it's uh, certainly a little bit different to Wollongong. Uh, no, I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, we've uh, we've spent it, it's, it's good because we're all new. So, um, you yeah, know, Adam Fryer's uh, he's been here a bit longer. He came down a few months earlier, mate. He's, Matt Burka
2: just uh, written Adam Fryer on a piece of paper just seconds before you said the name. <laughs> he, the, he must
4: be the social
1: director, isn't he? Mate, he actually he lives two streets down from me, and he's always uh, cutting around, finding out groovy little spots and, <laughs> and where to hang out. You know, he's uh, he loves it. So, mate, I'll just feeding off him you know, asking him where to go and uh, and what to do so and it's been um, yeah the, the food's good
2: coffee's good it's a great place to live alright and it is as you say a great place to play footy and watch footy honestly if you do get the opportunity to go to Amy uh, Stadium and uh, watch the Rebels run around it's a terrific thing Jared uh, going well uh, with your coming back to rugby obviously you're, you had rugby as a schoolboy but uh, you're doing very well congratulations and all the best for the rest of the season mate
0: thanks mate Thanks, Lewis. Found them on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter
2: at the Rush Show. I've just been told by Tim that uh, people are now in their cars heading to junior <laughs> rugby. Is that where they're going, Timmy? Is this That's the where they are.
3: Most of them are. All, they're all Bunnings. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well Sportscraft, obviously. Yes. yes. Uh, so you're off to, you're in your car, you, your kid's about to play some junior rugby, which is terrific. You want to know what the hell has happened in the world of uh, super rugby over the past couple of so days? So if you don't
3: want to know and you haven't mm-hmm. watched the games yet, turn your radio off and turn it back on in ten, 10 seconds' time.
2: Exactly right. If you've recorded the uh, the games, have a look at overnight. The Bulls, 30, beat the Lions, 23. Of course, we do have uh, the Crusaders and the Sharks We happen about 2 o'clock at Twickenham uh, tomorrow morning. The Stormers thrashed the Force 51-16. to 16. That's a big loss for the Force. That is, isn't it? They had been looking pretty good, hadn't they? The
3: Stormers, are, uh, that's a lot of points the Stormers have been up the top the way through but without scoring many tries at all. Well, the Stormers under- undefeated uh, on the top six tries to one, they beat the Force. Six
2: tries to one over the Force. We'll get to this game uh, in, uh, just in a second. Waratahs over the Brumbies. The Blues beat the Chiefs 16-13 as we, we talked about before. The Reds 41, too good for the Cheetahs eight and the Rebels, 42 over the Hurricanes, 25. So the Waratahs, they, uh, they went to Canberra after the disappointment of the Cheetahs the week before. Difficult to come back. Obviously, they're motivated because of what we've spoken about before, because of the crowd reaction, because of the loss they really shouldn't have had over a team they should have always have thought they were going to beat. So the travel to, uh, to Canberra, that's going to be a tough ask. Yes, they're up for it, but they've got to put into practice what they've been doing all week they did it they got past but just 29-22
4: it was only just absolutely and and watching the game last night it was you could see it was a struggle for both yeah. teams you see that one team just wanted so desperately to just win somehow uh, in, in the end uh, goal kicking was uh, obviously a factor Beal and Gitto sort of you know exchanging um, penalties and then at the back end of that I thought that Worry was such an influence in the game didn't yeah. play last week he missed out uh, on a bit of time in the Crusaders uh, the week before two weeks before I should say he, he could, just goes to show what influence he has on the team and uh, he came off with ten minutes to go I'm thinking ooh you know, is that the, just the direction that was lost but they did it well the, the Waratahs they held their nerve do, tried dodgy tried to uh, Pacolini. Who, mm-hmm. who could say yep. as Kay, I think as Case said the other night um, Timmy in the old days that would have been given no problem but um the slightest of of ball going forward, and it wasn't given. So I thought it was a bit dubious last night.
3: Yeah, I think the Waratahs they they got back on the horse, but um, you know after the a terrible loss to the Cheetahs last week but the, I thought the Brumbies played some really good rugby in that uh, second half, the first 20 to 25 minutes of the second half they, they looked like they could get over the Waratahs but the Waratahs defensive pattern was brilliant as you said Berkey, Curly Beal, five penalties, Matt Giddo, five penalties and these sort of local derbies are, are an arm wrestle until someone actually wants to break the shackles and and last night was right at the end so uh, Siddileki Tamani uh, on the 80th minutes uh, scored the, the winning try to, uh, to get the Waratahs over but the, I think the biggest concern for the Waratahs going forward is is once again Beric Barnes came mm-hmm. off with a with a head knock and that's that's the, the two or three times that's happened yeah. this year. It's happened last year as well. So more importantly, personally for Beric, it's a really big worry for him because Elton Flatley had to finish his career uh, prematurely early it was yeah. in his mid to late twenties, and um, Beric Barnes is going down that same route. I hope I hope it doesn't happen because he's a brilliant player, Beric, and and the way he sort of can really orchestrate. That Waratahs backline in the team—it's it, a big concern.
2: I liked uh, Ryan Cross scoring a try. I spoke to him last week. He was very disappointed not to have been picked mm. for the Cheetahs game uh, in centre. He did say, "Oh, gee, it's a young man's game. He's all well, he's thirty or thirty-one, perhaps." <laughs> <laughs> as, as a man who's fifty, I wanted to punch him in the face. Uh, but, but it was good to see him uh, plant the ball over the line.
4: He, he did, and he played well last night. Not only for for scoring the try and, and being in the right spots, but he showed the incredible enthusiasm. Yeah, and, and for the for the old bloke to yep. to have the legs and and. He chased a, a chip. He chased a chip from from Barnes in the early start, in the early stages, and, and regathered. And he made some great hits last night. And you know, he 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 came across from Perth and just wanted to get a start somehow. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Disappointed last week that they shuffled around and they didn't use a perhaps, perhaps a specialist 13. But you know, I thought last night that um, the centre pairing of the Waratahs did did okay. Carter spent some time on the bench, which doesn't help. But uh, 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 giving 10 minutes away. But then, you know, Crossy, I thought he did well last night. He was strong in what he had to do.
2: Did you, what do um, you make of uh, the stories during the week? Do you believe stuff that comes out in the media? Because all week after that game, you know, they'd, they'd won two games, of the Waratahs. Then they get knocked over in that shock against the Cheaters. Then suddenly the talk is, oh, do, are the players actually talking to about administrators, or talking about selections? There's a bit of, you know, kerfuffle, blah, blah, blah. How close are these people who are writing this to what's going on? Do we, what do we read into it? Well, is do you say is there smoke? There's fire. Um, yeah. Look, I, I think that the
4: players, the players have to be tight in themselves. There has to be, but there has to be. The players can't go outside the group and start bickering outside the group. If there is bickering in house, it's got to be kept in house to say, but more so, more so um, in in a in a critical way to say, mate, you know, this is what we're trying to do, and you're not pulling your weight at the moment. And, and Timmy, that would be the side of a of a captain or or a lead, or or the senior players to say, it's, hey, it's gotta yeah, be yeah, yeah, game. Like,
3: it's it's got to come from within. It's got to come within the team, and whether it's a leadership group or, and it'll happen. The Waratahs they play the Chiefs on Friday night in Sydney, so they get a uh, another opportunity to actually continue on. So that can they put two games back to back is important on Friday night uh, at the Sydney Football Stadium. So yeah, I mean the the players do read the newspapers. The players talk about it, but realistically, when you've got a good group going together, you don't worry too much about it.
4: But it's it's deemed then if uh, if there are a few words spoken, it's deemed that it's uh, you know the end of the earth, and uh, and the and the players are, are against it each other which is probably not the case Uh, unless you see them stinking on the field like a Newcastle United game a couple years ago (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's when you have troubles <laughs> amongst themselves, isn't amongst that them true? It was uh, yeah. Kieran Dyer and Nicky Bowyer went bang, bang on the same field. The referee didn't know who to give the yellow card to. <laughs> fantastic.
0: Or the penalty. Or the penalty. I love it. You want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Brought to you by SportsCraft for men. When you step off the field, step into SportsCraft. This is The Rock. The Sunday Rugby Show.
2: Robbie Dean's been sitting on sidelines watching uh, the super rugby go around, watching the Australian franchises have a go at each other and the other international teams. Just thinking who... Am I going to put into a gold jersey for the Wallabies? Now, I just want to put you boys in the selected seat. I don't want you to go 1 through 15, but there certainly uh, uh, must be some people who have impressed or some areas uh, that are, there's a bit of contention about. I mean, the number 10, there's got to be some contention, I'd imagine, because there's got quite a few people. We talked about Quade Cooper earlier. Quite a few boys putting their hand up. Timmy, you've got some positions and some names you'd like to throw at me?
3: Well, really, just some uh, some players that are really impressed. Uh, not 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 sort of one to fifteen as you mentioned, but through the Reds, um, Scotty Higginbotham, he's been brilliant at number eight. Um, then you look at Ben Daly, James Slipper, mm-hmm. uh, those two players will be pretty hard to sort of knock out of the front row position. Digby Ioane back into some great form. For New South Wales, I've been really impressed with Ben Mowen. Um, yep. That back row selection is going to be uh, very tough for Robbie Deans and his, uh, his men. In the force. Ben McKelman, Richard Brown, once again, the back row. The Rebels, I, I like the look, and I said this early on in the uh, in the year, that Cooper Verner on the wing, yeah. he could be a bolter for the, uh, the Wallaby Great squad. Great try, a couple of tries, didn't he, yesterday? He's, He's been brilliant. Yeah. And the Brumbies, Josh Valentine, I thought, has been pretty solid at half-back over the last couple of games as well. So, Robbie Deans uh, and his selectors will have a uh, have plenty to choose from now. There's five teams in the comp.
2: Sorry, mate. is Cooper Verner, because he was... Be born in New Zealand, wasn't he? Is he? Is he uh, Australia? Is he Wallaby potential? Can he actually play? Oh, I'm not. I'm not sure where he is. Yeah, well, uh, Timmy, what, what's your call, mate? He, he, he hasn't played
4: a representative level for yeah. Australia in rugby, so no. I, I, I imagine he'd be deemed to be in the Australian side.
3: Cool. Well, we'll just give him a passport. Absolutely. Well, there, there
4: <laughs> by, by the way, Timmy mate, what about your upskilling of the forwards? That was outstanding. All the names. <laughs> oh, no, he threw wasn't out. many
3: backs there, wasn't there? <laughs> no.
4: I know. I'll throw the backs there. James O'Connor, I thought, has yep. been outstanding. He, he scored a, a great try last night, uh, albeit not too many points on their side. And I thought Marky Gerard did incredibly well when he. I know he's injured at the moment, but the way he controlled uh, at the back there and. The Brumbies game for the Rebels. I thought he's been really good.
2: Can I? Can we go back to James O'Connor? There, you put because he was playing on the wing for the Wallabies. He's now he's number ten for the Force. Is that where you're putting him?
4: Uh, you, I reckon you would put him in any number at the time, but you'd, you'd have him in your team. One yep. of those blokes. So okay. uh,
3: you, you might. Even, Robbie Deans might even put him at number twelve now. You know, so he, he needs to be close to the action on the wing. Yes, he's brilliant, but he can play any position. The mm. problem with um, O'Connor is he's got to try and cement one down.
2: Yeah, he's a tough boy for a pretty man.
4: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that email come out when the soccer player falls down? The guy comes out with a mirror and he fluffs up his hair and that goes up There's a bit of a, a Justin Bieber about him, isn't it at the is moment? A bit of, Justin <laughs> Bieber. A bit of
2: fluffage. <laughs> uh, right, who else you got there, Matty, for us?
4: Uh, I, I, I like where you said uh, Scott Higginbotham helped uh, me. That he's just been playing outstanding. And then Matt Hodgson over in the Force. Um, you know, without Pocock being in the team at the moment, he's certainly. Leading that, that back row around So um, keep an eye on those guys Beautiful. And, and the, the classic guys that you expect to be there I'm sure will be there But there's some other guys who are throwing up their names
2: It's great to be Australasian at the moment uh, just, We're talking rugby We're also, also talking cricket New Zealand into the uh, semi-finals Beating South Africa uh, Go you Australasians uh, There's also another tournament going on, Tim
3: well, Hong Kong sevens right at the moment over there in uh, in the Great Land, and I'm sure there's plenty of uh, island supporters that listen to our, our radio station. And uh, you know, Fiji are going well; they're up against South Africa in the in the quarterfinals. they will start uh, early this morning. And the Wallabies, um, who um, are coached by the great Michael O'Connor, Julian International, up against the reigning champs Samoa, and England up against the powerhouse of Russia, and New Zealand up against Portugal. So um, it's a great tournament and something that uh, both Berkey and I have uh, played for many years, and it's a it's a great way for uh, for people around the world to go across to hong kong and watch uh, a fantastic tournament so good luck to the wallaby boys up against samoa this morning
2: sadly that's where we have to leave you get out and enjoy your rugby the crusaders and the sharks two o'clock tomorrow morning from twickenham good one day set your alarm that would be get a up. massive game yeah. Fifty-five thousand people yeah set the alarm get up and have a look at that uh, we'll catch up with you next weekend get out and about watch some footy see
0: ya. see ya boys you want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Brought to you by Sportscraft for Men. When you step off the field, step into Sportscraft. No, no, no. Two international players. Hey, he's got it! Tim Horan and Matt Bird. Looking for support? And then there's the ring. Tony Squires. The Rock. The Sunday
2: Rugby Show.